uh, last night. And by the way, we are live today. Yes. Um, especially when I watch the uh, right when you watch the um, Houston Yankee game, you're thinking. The, the Twins would be getting clobbered by 15 runs in this game. So you guys have watched Quentin Tarantino oh, sure. movies, right? And you've sure. He's not yes. doesn't have his headphones on, does he? They got better. Right. Can you put your headphones on? Kenny's trying to talk to. Okay. <laughs> Joe says he doesn't want to. He's a real bitch today, isn't he? Kinda. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. We just had two conversations going, and it's irritating. What about we're, Quentin Tarantino? We're trying to talk about one thing, and you're blathering on about who knows what. So what are you going to do this thing? Yep, I'm on my way. <laughs> so last night, there was a movie on uh, starring Richard Pryor and Pam Greer Ooh, called Greased, Greased Lightning. Sure. Uh, and it's a story about the one of the first black stock car racers. Mm -hmm. Um, what was his name? I remember seeing this movie a long time ago. Um, Greased Lightning. What do you remember about it? You remember Wendell anything? Scott? Wendell What's Scott, yeah. So Richard Pryor, it's a serious role. He role he plays Wendell Scott. Mm -hmm. Do you remember anything about the dialogue in this movie? I really don't, to be truthful. It's probably been 30 years, I bet, at least. There are more appearances of the n-word in this movie than all of quentin tarantino movies combined yeah it's well. every other word it's unbelievable and it was it aired on uh tcm turner classic movies uh. and they didn't even give a trigger warning beforehand i didn't know i was going to be triggered johnny i like this new sound from you do you yeah. Why, thank you. Because I'd always have to have you cranked. Yeah. Because you, you're so soft-spoken. Oh, I see. But now I just, we're going to have to. Unless she's talking politics. Unless you're talking about your favorite lefty, but. Um, hey. Like I, I always say about you guys, if Hitler had an R after his name, you'd vote Wow. For Take that. I haven't Welcome heard to that. the town council. Well, I used I, that line for uh, Mishki one day. He laughed. He thought it was that, very funny. That is a funny line. <laughs> oh, I, see, now this has led me to pictures of Pam Greer. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> We're live, remember. I think she lost weight for that movie because she was dangerously skinny in that movie where she wasn't in those earlier movies she did yeah. in the early 70s. Yep. I was trying to save you, bro. Yeah. Hey, um, did you need me to print something out? Or were you able to get it in there? Never saw it. Never got around to it. Do you need something no, printed out? No. I seen it. You seen it? I seen it. I seen it. I seen the light, darling. I seen the light. So, Kenny, you're out tomorrow? Correct. Okay, then I'm going to need more than just what I told you earlier. Mm. I have family members who went to Chicago yesterday. Oh, nice. And uh, they fly standby. Yeah. Because of their familial relations. Yep. Well, they. Uh, oh, tell me. They left the house, their yeah. house, at five. Okay, five in the morning? No, afternoon. Ooh. 
and they didn't get to Chicago, their location, till about 11 at night. They should have Because they kept getting bumped and getting on. Oh. My point is, you're right. You could get there driving at the same time. I think it's I always smarter to, to drive to Chicago as opposed to flying anywhere. I'm not, fly I'm not flying to Chicago anymore. Well, they were flying standby. If, if, flying if you standby. If, if you fly standby or if you are non-rev, as we call it, yeah. you have to be ready for that, and you can't bitch about it. It's your own problem. And you sound like a newbie. Did this just start happening? It's not me. I've been they're, doing they're this since not, I was a child. They're not bitching. I you know how many, how many airports I've spent the night in around the country because I'm flying non-rev? Well, my point death. is you've got to be ready for that. That's part of it. And, and you can't bitch Kenny, about it. I'm and not you, the one what, that flies standby. Kenny, what was their critical? What was one of their critical mistakes for flying standby? Well, they expected to get there on time, number one. But it was an afternoon, five o'clock flight. If you're non-revenue, you go in the six a.m., seven a.m. Well, there's another, especially factor. if you're going to Chicago. Another factor. What do you got? Mea. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're busier than a one-armed paper hanger. You know, the girlies were on standby waiting just to say hi. Did you stop? No, I just, I just kept, drove kept by. That's what Ice by. Ice Baby is all about. Dun, 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 dun. The girl what? is on standby waving just to say hi. Did you stop? No. I just That's a tone proud her. to what tell you I don't know any of his lyrics. <gasps> I know Ice Ice Baby, and that's about yeah, it. No Ice. I, I know that. Is. Those three words. Well, non-entity. One of us in this room did an entire fifth grade talent show based upon that song, Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> that does not Look surprise you. Yeah, I was going to say we're not shocked. Words. <laughs> Can I have the ads? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Joe, today, did I hear you say the uh, the words short? Yeah. Uh, all I need is a frat and a schmelz from you today. Ken, we got scoons in the can, <laughs> like Prince Albert. Mm -hmm. I also need a moon and a seafoam from you. I used to like sherbet. Oh, what's wrong with sherbet? Orange in the and lime summer? sherbet is good. I haven't had it lately. <clears throat> is it sherbet or sorbet? No, those are two different things. Two different oh. things, yeah. Is Roquefort different than blue cheese? Uh, I think technically, but I don't know the distinction. I think it's yeah. two different types of blue cheese. Hubert was a video kind of the 80s. blue cheese, that, right? Huh? Roquefort's a kind is, of blue cheese, right? Isn't it? I think. Yeah. Is jackass different from dumbass? <laughs> Chris, do you have any way with my new setup to turn you guys up for me or no? Um, no, I sound loud to me. No. You should have a. No. Don't you have a headphone control on there, son? Well, well yeah, but I'm really loud, and you guys aren't. No, there head. should be a mix minus thing where you mix can mix minus. One of those. I'd like things, to help you, John, but I'm completely unfamiliar with how that might. One of those works. things balances you and the uh, sore, the sores, or the the sores, sores, sores. Okay, well, well. How's this, John? Are we any louder? Hold on, let's get volume. Johnny, one thing though, with this new setup, yeah, and I always say this to you all the time: you gotta stay on that microphone. Yeah, okay. Listen to me. The second you back away from it, I lose you a ton. Okay, which is the opposite of what Amy was screaming at me: get away from that microphone. Yeah, but you have a much louder voice than Johnny. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Uh, we're in Technology no. Corner, sir. Jesus. 
Kenny, I got a well, well, I'll save it for the air. While blue cheese is an umbrella term for the group of cheeses, Roquefort <coughs> is a particular blue cheese variant. The Roquefort we cheese were, is protected by the European Union destin- designation of origin. That means only the cheese blocks aged in the Cambalau caves of Roquefort sur Suzanne oh. can be called Roquefort oh. cheese. Oh. Hey, Roquefort, are you working tomorrow? Yeah. Thank you. Fratelloni's hey, hardware and garden stores. I'm trying to figure out ads, bro. We're down a man tomorrow. See, now, right. Joe, Joe, are you like at the mic right now? Are yes, you on I the am. mic? Yes, yeah, I am. That's, that's a little better. I'll, I'll He's not here tomorrow. Oh, my. Kenny's I'm out. not. Kenny and John's John not, and Kenny's not. Kenny's going to slay animals. We should, uh, no. we should talk access? to Tom tomorrow. Huh? We should talk to Tom tomorrow. Tom. Hauser. Okay. So I can rip him for all those uh, videos he's putting on Twitter. All right. <laughs> Actually, so I can apologize to him. No, but don't you think? Go ahead. Line you, it up. Okay. Line her up. Get her going there. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Right, let me just make sure of one more thing, and then I'm good to go. You don't need anything from me then today? Actually, I'm sorry. Yes. Actually. Actually. Actually, let me get a Redmond from you today, please. Okay. Please and thank you. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Spell. You're welcome. Mrs. Frederick loved my interpretation of Vanilla Ice, by the way, just so you know. But I'm pretty sure that's because she wanted me to marry her daughter. Mm. Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. (laughs) Copy that. All right. uh, Everyone's good on ads. Cue the talent. That's live. Okay, so, John, I don't even need this clean feed pot anymore, do I? Not for me, apparently. I don't know. Okay, but that means... All right, everyone's muted except for John. Yeah, I don't uh, have to mute anymore. I'm no, very confused. No, but I got to make sure Joe and Rook are muted in the studio. Otherwise, we get the feedback. Um, okay. Fratelloni Shardware and Garden Ooh, Stores. Good. Ready, Joe? I'm rolling. Joe. No, I'm not. You're not ready. Was oh, it Monsieur? Okay. How about now? Okay. I'm rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 948, October 20, 2022. 83 degrees on this day in 1953. And it was as chilly as 18 degrees in 1960. And on this day, two years ago, and I don't remember this, hmm. eight inches of snow. What? Huh. Yeah. I don't remember On that. October 20, wow. uh, 2020, 7.9 inches of snow. Ugh. Wow. I'm sure we handled that well. I don't remember it at all. I don't, I don't either. either. Well, 2020 was pretty much a blur to all of us, wasn't it? <laughs> well, that was, a, that was yeah. the intense COVID year, correct? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. Which would have nothing to do with a snowstorm, but I just, uh, I can't place that in my file of memories. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. You're bringing that up. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks what? commissioner, and the keeper the COVID of COVID news from yesterday. Sense. Uh, I, maybe Joe I missed it. Sushi. I've really grown comfortable with ignoring COVID news. What the CDC ruled yesterday? Oh, they're Johnny not going to hold uh, Pfizer and Moderna liable? 
No, well, that's just part of it. That's that just was, part of it. That's yeah. a nice thing to learn. Yeah. Uh, it's now part of the vaccination requirements in schools. I think that's wrong. I do too. Mm-hmm. I think it should be up to parents. Especially proven uh, some of the side effects that have happened. Oh, you mean children. like kids dropping dead because of myocarditis, Kenny? Well, that's one of them. Yeah. John, will you do me a favor? Sure. What was the date of the stock market crash in 1929? It was October. Really, what I want to know is can you determine from your research what percentage it dropped? Hmm. Black Monday, October 28th. October 28th. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined nearly 13%. 13%, and people were jumping out of windows. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Timbuktu notes, on this day, uh, and he wrote this yesterday, on this day 35 years ago, what would that be, 1987? Correct. The stock market dropped 22.6% in a single day. Uh, To put that in perspective, if the Dow Jones average would drop by 22.6% today, it would be a decline of nearly 7,000 points. And that happened as recently as 1987. Hmm. And we're still here. Wow. You know, it's interesting. We're always still here. Regardless of what happens. No matter what happens in nature, no matter what happens in the market, no matter what happens on the world front, no matter who's the pope, no matter who's the dictator, no matter who's the president, we're still here. Boy, if the market dropped... uh, 7,000 points today, we'd all be in big trouble, wouldn't we? Well, you idiots that invest would be. <laughs> right. You know, the people that keep it in their mattress. You right. Know, Those of fine. us that use it on. I'm kidding. No, that would be bad. That would be very bad. <laughs> and you'll, you'll hear more about that, by the way, from Mr. Money Talk later on in the program. Oh, good. Uh, do you know that the governor's deer hunting opener is going to take place in the Twin Cities? Highland Park. Highland Park. Could. Right no Ford way. Park. I'm not kidding. Edgecombe. Proof that he's afraid of the country. For the first time ever, I have an email to that regard. The first time ever, the governor's deer hunting opener will be held in the Twin Cities. The Minnesota Department of Natural Resources has announced that Governor Walls will celebrate the opening of deer hunting season in the Three Rivers Park District. I, I don't know where that is. It's out my way. Well, my old way, Carver, Chanhassen. Opening Chaskin. day is November 5. Walls will welcome its arrival at Elm Creek Park Reserve. You park are Reserve. kidding me. No. Wow. A 4,900-acre park that stretches across <laughs> Champlain, Dayton, and Maple Grove. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. What am I thinking? Minnesota is home to top-notch public lands and fantastic outdoor recreation opportunities across the state, Walls said. I look forward to celebrating the time-honored deer hunting tradition so many Minnesotans look forward to each year. The DNR said about 400,000 Minnesotans hunt deer every year. They hunt deer. Okay. That's good. We want them to thin out the herd. Where are you going, deer hunting, Wyndham? Nope, Maple Grove. God, I hope mine ain't out there with a couple of kids having a picnic. Or I'm going to Target. <laughs> Jeez Louise. What the hell? What the heck? Uh, an email to uh, regarding the walls. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Come on. You asked the question about why walls would not debate in the areas closest to the tallest buildings. 
And I hate to say it, but Reavers was right. Bingo! Wow. Oh, just don't celebrate, okay? Yeah. You've been wrong enough. We'll, we'll see if you're right, okay? If he had off. a full televised debate that everyone could see, he would have no place to go but down. He can't defend anything in his record. So to agree to a debate would only have the possibility of highlighting his failures. Mm -hmm. Okay. By taking part in a debate outstate, he takes away the talking point for Jensen that he wouldn't debate while limiting any damage it might cause. Mm -hmm. I'm in Washington state and we have a similar situation. Tiffany Smiley is a great Republican candidate who has a real chance of unseating Patty Murray for U.S. Senate. Patty Murray's a disaster. Imagine the potential for a Republican center senator out of the liberal bastion of Washington state. Patty Murray is running for her sixth term and has rarely had any competition. The only debate that Patty Murray will agree to is non-televised in Spokane, which is outstate for us. It still has tall buildings, but it's four hours from Seattle. Patty has nothing to defend and nothing to run on as accomplishments from 30 years in the Senate, so she has nowhere to go but down in the polls. In addition, whether it should make a difference or not, it won't be televised because of the visual of a young, vibrant, driven go-getter outside like Tiffany standing on stage next to a tired old 30-year politician like Patty. You, you, you may remember her as the mom in tennis shoes, Senator. Good luck if you know what I mean, Dan in Buckley, Washington. Okay. So the theory is <clears throat> Walls was... Uh, agreeable to an outstate debate because a it it said okay i'll debate you and b it did not alert the preponderance of his voters to his failings because he has nothing to really run on look at reavers he's just beaming with uh, i know he's really self-congratulating like something i heard on the show yesterday yeah well you were right well, but but it just makes total sense. His entire campaign is one giant scheme because he knows he has nothing to run on other than abortion. That's you the know, only thing his campaign has focused on. And he knows if he does do a televised debate here locally, he might lose some of the knuckle draggers that are going to support him come Election Day in the, Rook, in the look Twin up, Cities. Uh, Fetterman, who's running for office in Pennsylvania. Is I this think. the guy that had the stroke? Yeah. You said... His whole campaign is a scheme. I think all of politics has become disastrous. I agree with you. All of it. Yeah. Uh, you have a president now who's completely politicized our oil reserves. John Fetterman. John Fetterman. Democrat running for Senate. Against a guy named Dr. Oz, <laughs> about whom I'm unfamiliar. I never watched his TV show or Mehmet whatever. Oz, Dr. Oz. I think he's Turkish by birth. I'm, I'm not sure. He's an American citizen, obviously. Yes. Uh, give me some Fetterman background. All right. Uh, I'm going to go to his. The poor fellow did have a stroke earlier this summer, and he mm -hmm. cannot process. He can't put some some coherent thoughts together. So, And he's in. He's a very likely winner for the Senate race in Pennsylvania <laughs> because right. he adheres to all the leftist talking points. John's story. Meet John. Uh, I don't think he's ever worked. 20 years ago, John came to Braddock to start a GED program. He became mayor and for 13 years worked to build the once booming steel town back from collapse. Shades of Bernie Sanders. I think the only thing Bernie ever did was being a mayor somewhere in Vermont, Burlington, I think. 
As Lieutenant Governor, John transformed the position. He was Lieutenant Governor? A bully puppet for criminal justice reform. He has led the fight to free the wrongfully convicted and give second chances to deserving longtime inmates and champion the cause of legalizing marijuana on a historic tour of all 67 counties. Pennsylvania native, born to teenage parents just starting out on their own. His father worked nights to put himself through college. John grew up in York followed his father's footsteps to Albright College, where he played offensive tackle for the Lions. What Twins catcher was from York, Pennsylvania? Butch Weiniger. Butch Weiniger. Thank you. Yep. Um, Look up, see if you have any audio of Fetterman. Uh, that's what I'm doing right yeah. now. Uh, master's in public policy from Harvard. That's meaningless. Okay. I uh, return to... Think of that statement, which is not inaccurate. Yeah. That's meaningless, which well, it's uh, true. Public policy from Harvard. Give me a break. Right. I mean, you know. Uh, he joined AmeriCorps. Uh, he taught GED classes. Uh, he returned to Pennsylvania to start a GED program in the town of Braddock, one of the poorest and most challenged communities in the Commonwealth. In 05, encouraged by students, he ran for mayor. He managed to win the crowded primary by a single vote. In his 13 years as mayor, he worked to rebuild his community, creating jobs, youth engaged, okay, all that stuff. But he can't function right now. I'm sorry he had a stroke, but he can't function. He uh, and he's very likely to win this. And that means Pennsylvania leftists are sending to Washington a fellow who can't, unfortunately, daily duties. can't think straight. Hmm. I, I think he's recovering from the stroke. Well, but what's the big deal? That's the same thing with our president. Well, I, I didn't want to say that. Yeah. So thank you. Many members of Congress. Too. Many, yeah. it, the yeah. whole thing is shot. Yep. The whole thing is just a is is just a farce. Everything. Um, speaking about saying anything to get elected or stay elected, stay on the mm-hmm. third rail. Uh, this was your president yesterday. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to play this on the program. We need to responsibly increase American oil production without delaying or deferring our transition to clean energy. Let me uh, let's debunk some myths here. My administration is not stopped or slowed U.S. oil production. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Once banks, again, banks are hesitant to loan. Let's translate. Money. Our policies are complete garbage and dis- destroying this country. Our policies are whatever they are to keep me in office. Yep. And if I have to tap into our oil reserves for political reasons, I will. It won't make a bit of difference at the pump. There, you fixed it for them. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, America. Just say anything. You know, the sun comes up in the West. It does now? Yeah. Well, sometimes if you're Fetterman. I did find one piece of audio, but it's it's a basically a mishmash of a lot of things he's saying, and it's not very the, the audio quality is not very good. You know, uh I was noting that the feds have now charged charged a 50th defendant in the feeding our future case. Okay. And God bless them. I hope the Fed stay with this. They just got to keep going and going and right. going until we uh, see that horse collapse in the barn. I, I'd like to know how far this goes. <clears throat> and we were, uh, or Kenny was asking uh, quite plausibly, because this is so enriching and it was so bold, is somebody is somebody pulling the strings? Somebody mm-hmm. higher up than uh, Amy Bach, for okay. example. And he said, uh, wonder if it's the mafia. And he was being somewhat facetious. And then we all uh, jokingly said, well, we don't know anything about that. 
You know what? In all seriousness, I've been thinking about it. I don't think it would be the mafia. Why is They're that? not that stupid. <laughs> they wouldn't get caught. <laughs> they wouldn't so quickly kill that that goose that's been laying the golden egg. You're right. They wouldn't kill it out of pure greed. They can be greedy, but they're not idiots. Right. These people are idiots. You you announce you're feeding 8,000 people a day and you're getting away with it. Why did you get away with it? That's where we're going with this with this investigation. Why did you get away with that? Is that going back to your line about how the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing? I think it might come down to that we only have leftists, basically, in positions of power. And the Somali community... Well, that's getting this ma- one right here. Oh, that's not- many of whom... Most of whom, obviously, are not involved in the food fraud, and many of whom would like to point it out and 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 uh, clear their own names and say it wasn't me. It's it, we're helping right, to blow the so. whistle on yeah. this. Right. We're helping to blow the whistle on this. But could it be that the leftists we have in power—the attorney general, the governor, most of the legislature, the mayors, the city councils, and whatever? They they would tread lightly on uh, our our black friends from Somalia, that they would be afraid to be judgmental. They would be afraid to exercise the force of the law because they would be seen to being oppressive yep. and 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 turning them into victims and what have you. So they abandon the law in favor of looking the other way. I'm just speculating. No, I I, I not only is that plausible, uh, I just believe that to be fact. Yeah. <laughs> And it's hard not to. I mean, tell me why I shouldn't. This, this, just listen to how this works. It's just prosecutors have charged a 50th person in an alleged scheme to defraud federal child nutrition programs. Abdul Jabbar Hussein, 42, made his first court appearance yesterday in St. Paul. According to the indictment, Hussein created a company called or- Oramia Feeds which purported to supply meals to Shamisa Hopes, Hopes, a nonprofit that his wife, Mekfira Hussein, operated under the sponsorship of Feeding Our Future. Mm. Authorities say Amy Bach, the founder of Feeding Our Future, was the ringleader of the scheme to steal $250 million bucks from two child meal programs, uh, all right, we already know that, uh, managed at the state level by the Minnesota Department of Education. Prosecutors allege that conspirators falsified invoices, put the names of non-existent children on reimbursement forms, and used a network of shell companies to hide the origin of the funds. Bach and many uh, others have pleaded not guilty. The, Su- the Husseins, who are charged with wire fraud, bribery and money laundering have not entered pleas as with most of their co-defendants the government has not requested that they be jailed as the case moved forward as a condition of their release those charged had to surrender their passports to federal officials Mm -hmm. so theoretically they can't leave the country in 2020 in 2021 mcfira hussein that's the wife allegedly claimed to have served 3.4 3.4 million meals okay. <laughs> or about 5,000 per day, seven days a week to children at sites in Brooklyn Park, Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis, and Fridley. Where? That went Where? unchallenged. Where? 5,000 a, a day. That's a lot of macaroni and cheese. 
In reality, Sheesh. prosecutors say Shamisa Hopes provided only a fraction of the meal amounts claimed. According to the indictment, McFira Hussein diverted $7.8 million to her husband's company, which allegedly took another nearly $1 million in federal funds separately. So the Husseins are up to $8.8 million here. Authorities say the couple spent the money on luxury vehicles and to pay off the mortgage on their Shakopee home. Prosecutors also allege they paid thousands of dollars in kickbacks defeating our future employee, Abdekirm A. Idle, in exchange for their company's participation in the programs. Do you okay. get how it works now? Do you see how it works? Boy, yep. I ever. You, you just apply and boom, out of the blue. It's, it sounds like, and this is just speculation, it sounds like... Uh, you know, Amy Box sits in a big throne. Yep. And, 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 and give her a scepter too. I want to have a scepter. She has a scepter, and people come in, and she said, "You know, you could work for us, and here's what it what it'll cost you. We'll get you the money, but you have to give me back a certain amount of money." Or what a good gig! Something like that. Well, and that's not- where the mafia wouldn't have screwed it up. Right. They wouldn't have run out and bought Lamborghinis right off the bat. And paid off their oh, mortgages gotta, because they're clean up the money. The mafia would look at this as we can we can melt this for a long time, but let's not claim we're feeding eight thousand kids right. a week. Come on, that's ridiculous. Idley, uh, who worked for Feeding Our Future, is one of two defendants in the case that the U.S. Attorney's Office in Minneapolis says is no longer in the U.S. Oh, uh oh, that's one, convenient. One defendant. Abdi Wahab Malim Afton yep. had left the country but returned and entered a guilty plea on September 29th. Three yep. of the 50 defendants. That should be a guilty plea. Yeah. What did I say? You said a guilty, guilty plea. Guilty plea is a whole different thing. He had both. You know what? That's <laughs> a bit different. Three of the 50 defendants, Abdiso <laughs> Mardasa, Hana Meraking, and Hadith Yusuf Ahmed pleaded guilty last week. Okay. Uh, I think a guilty pee is when you're in church and you just want to get out of the pew for a little bit. And mom, I got to go to the bathroom. That's a guilty pee. Uh, I'm perfectly willing to believe that Amy Bach wasn't smart enough to pull this off. You're thinking she. Okay, you're thinking some, but I don't think it's the mafia. Okay. I, I'm How serious because I just don't think they'd be that stupid. How could this go curious. on under her nose, though, and her not sniff yeah, something I, rotten? I, I'm with Kenny. I, I, she's not innocent. There's no Who? way. Bach. I'm not claiming she is. He's, he's just saying she's not smart. No, he's saying she's not the king. I'm not yeah. saying she oh, might not be the king. I'm sorry. Okay, I misunderstood you. But then. you're saying the mafia would not do that. And because I'm saying it's the so mafia, careless. and I'm being serious. They're not that stupid. They're pros. They've been doing this for years. They're not going to blow this chance. So you're, wow, you're making a, you're May, saying oh, that there's a claim. Well, go ahead, John. Sorry. Maybe so she's mafia. <laughs> yeah, always. Maybe yeah, always she, is the right yes, answer. I am. Yes. She, she thought she had this great scheme when it started, and all of a sudden things got way out of hand, and she wasn't smart enough to figure out how to calm it down. There you go. Thank that's, you, John. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's believable. Yeah. That's one theory. It's one theory. You know the smartest guy in all this is? Hmm. The guy that we heard about in the email that said, uh, this is too good to be true. This doesn't sound like it's on the up and up. Well, I've been alerted to a fellow 
who runs a restaurant in St. Paul. Is that maybe that's the guy we're talking about? He's from Ethiopia. Okay. And he struggles with, with his English, but does a very good job. I've been on the phone with him. Mm. And I was alerted to him by a third party that he's willing to talk to me. Okay. And what happened to him is he had people visit him and offer him 40 grand a month in exchange for a list of names that would have been fraudulent that he fed. Mm. And he, he didn't bite. He said, no. Uh, if I'm going to feed people, I'm going to feed I people. Feed them, right? And I'm not taking this money that you're taking from the government. But here's month. here's the problem. Okay. Here's the problem. When I say, do you know the name of who approached you, which I would need in this case? Right. They said, they're all named Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Abdullahi, Mohammed. They're all named Mohammed. Ahmad. So I, I don't know where to go with this sure. because – you know, you got to adhere to some principles of journalism here. And you got to have a name. Right. I'm not saying the guy's lying. He but sounds you, like a real honest guy who desperately wants to embrace the American way of life. And he's saying, what the hell were these people trying to give me 40 grand a month for when I wasn't going to feed 5,000 kids a week? Right. But you still need to do your due diligence. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm going to go with that. We'll be back shortly. Oh, okay. Yeah. That you're going to do an ad. I don't doubt a word of the guy. Of course not. 40 grand a month. Boy, that's a good gig. Which means how much were they going to take in? If he's only going to get 40, right. how much was Amy going to get? I'd love to know what her percentage is. 50? 50, 50, and nobody grand? at the MDE said, what the hell is this? This woman, Hussein, is feeding 5,000 kids a week in Brooklyn Center? Seven days a week? Yeah. There, there were no having... lines. There were well, we've been through this. There's the fantastic scam, and we don't know where this will lead. But I really hope it gets pursued to the end. Yep. How can people in high positions of authority not have known this? And where will the the backlash be? And no one is held accountable. No one gets disciplined. No one gets fired. No one. It's just a. I have a question. Um, I have an email. We don't have to do it right away, but I have an email from someone listening to the town council. Might be a good segue to promote it. What's the email about? No, it's it's funny, but I want to spring it on you. It's mm. it's pretty good. Well, when you spring it on me, you spring it on me. Okay. Well, I didn't know. Do you want to stick with this or were you switching topics? You can spring it on me. I don't care. All right. Hey, Ken. Yeah. Are you ready, darling? Yeah, I'm ready. Why would you ask? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to be nice. Yeah, well, for, stop for it. change. Stop it. Keep playing that new Dylan stuff. Sun's yeah. becoming. He sent four new ones, so. <clears throat> we've only heard two of them? No, we've heard three. Well, I want to hear them all. Okay. He's, he's going to send another one, too, he said. I talked to him yesterday. Oh, so I got another somebody, one. I just uh, didn't want to wait. sending him checks? <laughs> that That would be me. Hundred dollars a song, I hope. Well, hundred bucks for the four of them. Twenty-five a song. Huh? Yep. Wow. And he wonders why he doesn't want to stay in the music business. Well, then maybe maybe wow. I should go to Jenny and say, "Can I have a hundred bucks a song for I this guy?" Have already um, broached it with Dan, saying, "Why don't we hire Dylan?" Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that'd be great. You could just anyway. Sorry. You ready? It comes out of John Celery. <laughs> John, sorry to, sorry to inform you. You just took <laughs> yeah. a pay cut. Don't We're worry. ready. Okay, I'm rolling. 
Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Jump! Yeah, that's what's... Boy, that's the 80s, huh? Yeah, yeah. it is. Sounds like an episode like of Miami Vice. Yep. Even, he even has the hand claps in there. <laughs> Panama! Oh, oh wait, that's a don't, different uh, I see the chopper just cruising along the shoreline in yeah. California or Hawaii. And the quick look. Yeah. Seafoamworks.com <laughs> <laughs> is an excellent source on the proper use of all seafoam products. But they also have some really good advice on their website on reviving bad running small engines. If you don't know how, it's really easy to learn. Basically, it's new plugs, new air cleaner, clean the carb, clean the gas tank, use fresh gas with a gulp of seafoam motor treatment, and you're on your way. A seafoam motor treatment can also be used to stabilize fuel for up to a couple of years, making it ideal for storing your seasonal equipment. You've been hearing us talk about that for years. And everything it does for small engines, it can also do for larger ones, cars, trucks, tractors, um even gas diesel it doesn't matter it's a great preventive medicine and it's great for reviving engines and trannies too for that matter with the seafoam tranny tune uh, you really should check out this website it's pretty cool seafoamworks.com uh, you can buy it almost anywhere it's our local company with a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas Seafoam. So I got an email from uh, a gentleman by the name of Kyle, who I've been in communication with, and Kyle is a subscriber to the Garage Logic Town oh. Council, and I think he pretty much has since day one, since we announced this. I got to share with you guys an email. You ready? Because yeah. you guys are all going to get a kick out of this. Uh-huh. Subject line, start of the show. Yeah. Hey, Chris, now that you've let us behind the curtain to see how the sausage is made, I have a quick question. Why does Joe start with the Fratellonis about five different times? It's like an audio version of trying to kickstart an old motorcycle that won't fire. And after each attempt, the aggravation grows. Once it finally goes through, though, the show is off and running smoothly. And only sometimes does the show do the audio equivalent of dropping in the ditch. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Joe, your rebuttal. Well, see, yeah. when, you're, uh, when, you're a, mm -hmm. when you're a member of the town council, you see us in the minutes prior to what is heard on the podcast. Right. And in order to get the podcast going, I keep saying Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores, meaning let's go here. And I'm ignored. I'm just ignored. I'm treated. Mocked. I'm treated poorly. You mock me. And and I'm mocked. And then finally they turn to me and say, we're ready. But that's, that's just a, a minor thing that you'll hear. Uh, oh, yeah. Prior to minor, minor is for sure. Yes. Right. We're talking about the town council. It's 10 bucks a month. It doesn't impact anyone who wants to just continue listening to the podcast as they are. That doesn't change. The 10 bucks a month gets you inside the clubhouse where you hear all this BS during seg uh, during breaks uh, for commercial segments and what have you before and after the show. And Rook's working on a video archive. Audio. <clears throat> what did I say? I keep video. saying video. Yeah. It's an audio archive of just really what it is is garage logic over the years. And you're you're plumbing the depths. Yes. And uh today one of the cuts was when uh, Governor Bush called you when he was running for office in W. 90. Yeah. Yeah. You're kidding. No. No, we had about a four or five minute call and then he had to go. And Joe's like, Yeah, okay. No, Joe, I'm getting out of the car. <laughs> I got a split. You yeah, know, it wasn't much of a call. Uh it wasn't, but it was neat to 
have you you've had President Bush on your show. Boy, was it you? No, it was the legit. He was in it yeah, riding it was, a car. It was, it was real EW. He would he had just been to uh, sharing and caring hands, and then he was going to. May yeah. I uh, may I say something about the uh, the uh, town council thing? Yes. Yeah. What the members of the town council have learned is that before the show starts, Joe is completely psychotic. No, not really. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, you are, and uh, almost impossible to deal with um, as a human being. But after the first break, and if you're a town council member, you realize this, Joe magically turns into a normal dude. Mm -hmm. yeah. And by the yeah. end of the show, he's so friendly that he's a pain in the ass. And yeah. we actually have to ask him to leave. As a member of the but, town council. But there's a great, there's a great um, personality change between the beginning of the show and the end of the show. Well, because you, 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 yeah, people, yeah. Thank you. Won't, won't calm down and let's get rolling here. Let's get it. Also, you know, you get a newsletter, you get a membership card, a window cling, a certificate, invites to a members only events. Now, I have heard from town council members who are wondering where all those goodies are. And yes, I, right. I forwarded those to the people in charge of getting yes. you those yes. items. And I don't know why there's been a collapse in that. We are working on it. Well, he's you know like, what? He's like Elvis. He wants to go right from the limo to the stage. Yeah. He doesn't want any small talk before the show. No, hi, how are you doing? How's the wife? And I don't kids? want to know anything. Let's just get go your taxes paid. Any none, none of that. Especially just... on Thursday. Go yeah. to garagelogic.com and you can find out more yeah. and sign I, up for town council. I wasn't going to say psychotic, Kenny. I was going to go, you know, impatient. I thought that was a little kinder. He's a little you impatient before the show starts. Is, that's that's strong. That I'd go with impatient. impatient. Uh, my expertise uh, is hyperbole. Extremely so. impatient. <laughs> now, Rook, let's walk through the beginning of the radio days. You know, where no, the, can I can I continue this show? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Chris. Hallers. I think that's a good point. It was better when he was in radio because it was a hard, it was a hard time. start time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what has thrown him off. When poor Judd would want to talk about I don't about like being hockey. talked about in the third person. While you're in the room. Yeah, you want to talk a little hockey. Yeah, okay, that's great, Judd. Okay, I got to go here. Yeah. Remember <laughs> Joe that? was quite calm before the radio show. He'd even stop at my desk, say, hey, yeah. how's it going, Johnny? What's going yeah. on? It, it was yeah, a hard start. Time. Yeah. You know what, I, I think it was a hard start. Time. Do you go. remember the years when he had a different office space every week? Oh, yes. Like, yes. basically... <laughs> He was he's in the closet down in the end with the uh, he was oh. from office space. They just was. kept moving him. <laughs> he was like 40 days roaming the desert like with the Jews. Oh more gardens in green space might boost lifespans in poorer neighborhoods. Study finds. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. wow. Every 10% increase in exposure to natural space and private gardens. I think private is a misnomer there. How about just gardens? Was linked to a 7% drop in early death among people younger than 65, according to a newly published study, which suggests that upping green space could narrow the lifespan gap between the rich and the poor. So we're right back to tree equity. The study was published Monday in the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health. It builds on existing evidence that greater access and exposure to natural space has a direct positive impact on health. 
For the new research, the team aimed to study whether nature protects against an earlier-than-expected death. Hmm. All right. The team from the University of Glasgow in the United Kingdom used data from the 2016 Scottish Burden of Disease to see the gap between the expected and actual lifespan for adults under 65 at the time of their death. The data was then divided up by data zone or geographical units of approximately 500 to 1,000 residents in an area with physical boundaries, natural communities, and households with similar social characteristics. The poorest areas had the lowest average percentage of natural space in gardens, the authors said, and people living in these areas also had the highest levels of ill health. Okay, I buy that. Uh, I'll tell you why. why it just that? it just makes common sense. Who wouldn't prefer a bucolic scene when they look out their window to, say, an industrial scene? It would be more soothing. So right? what are we to do about this? Well, but, why is this uh, our burden? Well, I, I'm working towards that. Okay. But these, these are written in ways that wish to victimize poor people and hold evil white people accountable for daring to have a lawn and some trees. There is nothing to prevent anyone from having trees. And there is nothing to prevent anyone from having a garden. So it's specious reasoning to say poor people are victimized by the absence of gardens and natural spaces. Then create some. It has nothing to do with victimization. Nothing. How could it? Um. Running a garden, no matter how big or how small, is very time-consuming. Yeah, and I don't have one for that very reason. Right, and maybe some of these poor people are busy working three jobs a day, and the thought of having a garden doesn't even enter into their, their mind. They just don't have time. It does say the study was observational and cannot establish cause and effect. Uh, in addition, the research did not include information on individual lifestyle style behavior and personal economic circumstances. Uh, in other words, uh, maybe you tend to smoke more or drink more if you live in a so-called poor area. Well, that would contribute to an early death, too, just as much as the absence of the old oak tree. But there is nothing in here that causes me to, to do have any reflection whatsoever. In other words, when these, when these uh, Mysterians bring about these things, I, I think they hope that we'll, that those of us who have a lawn, for example, will, will, will scratch our chin and have reflection. Am I, am I, uh, am I somehow, uh, let me see here. Yeah. Is this really fair <laughs> that I have a lawn? Oh, it should make you feel guilty. Well, it doesn't. That's why I say this. Yeah, These kinds yeah. of studies cause me to have no reflection whatsoever because they're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's idiotic. Right. And we just went through it with the tree inequity in Minneapolis where they had, remember they had the photo? Oh, yeah. And you once you see it, you just can't unsee it? No, you can't yeah. unsee it. You just can't the unsee damage it. has been done. Oh, you just can't unsee it. To this day, I can't unsee it. <laughs> it's still there burned into your retinas. And they, they had, uh, I don't know how they did it. They flew around to where they found enough of a bare spot in somebody's block sure. where they took the picture and said, see, yep. <laughs> you can't unsee that. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, actually, I can unsee it, lady. Whoever wrote it, you, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you don't call you, me a you, 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 you don't call me a you, you. No, these things they want, they want to, they want to compel reflection. They want to compel introspection. Are we living right? Are we living correctly? Are we living with fairness? Are we living with our brothers and sisters in mind? Yes, we are. And if you don't want a tree, that ain't my problem. This is America, baby. Get a damn tree. What if there's a hole in the sky where the tree wants? That's a problem. Okay. Because somebody's making money. Do you want to hear that? No. Okay. (laughs) More gardens and Um, green space. Boost lifespans. I buy that. Quick time. I'm not going to argue that. What? Quick time. Is this on on point? Bruce emailed me a couple weeks ago. The last time I played that said, Reavers, I love you. You play that song again. I'm driving to Hubbard. I'm going to break both of your legs. I don't blame him. <laughs> well, well, Joe, even sticking a tree in the ground, it doesn't end there. I mean, there's upkeep and watering and this, that, oh. and the other. It, growing trees is a pain in the ass. Well, so plant the tree and put a drip hose on it. BFD. <laughs> um, did you guys watch much baseball I'm, yesterday? I'm on your side here. There's a Hyundai commercial that aired a couple of times. I think it's Hyundai. Where the guy sees a little tree yes, going out of the sidewalk. Yes, you saw it yesterday. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, where's he going? With and this? I wonder what the point and was. Then he, and then he put it in a little cup and then they stopped at a cafe and he's he's giving it water. And then he he drove it out to the wilderness and put it in the ground. I'm thinking, what, a what the hell does this have to do with buying a car? And but you could only do that if you had a Hyundai. Well, right. That's yeah. who he was. Oh, that's who they're marketing to. Right. Oh, the tree huggers. Yeah, you're right, Kenny. Good oh, call. The, 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 the idiots. Oh God! I hope idiots. it was a. I hope it was a. See, I think I stumbled onto something. If I say stumbled, would accidentally be redu- redundant. I think mm. I stumbled onto something accidentally. Huh? <clears throat> These studies, which are a dime a dozen, and this one even admits we don't really know what we're attempting to prove here. <laughs> we <laughs> we have no cause and effect. We. We don't. This is observational only. We have no empirical data to supply you. But these studies, which are endless, here's the problem: too many people fall for it. See, yeah, this is yeah. another reason some euphorian Hyundai driving tree okay. planner would feel guilty. <laughs> I'm. Let's say that I'm that person. What's my next step? Yes, yeah, so you buy a Hyundai and go get a tree, and you feel better about yourself. And, yeah. Get and go to what a poor neighborhood and stick it in somebody's yard, and then they turn their dog loose. And the next thing you know, I'm missing eyeballs and uh, hand. That's a great point. You know, where the guy with the Hyundai took the tree to a beautiful, wasn't it an ocean overlook? Oh, yeah, it was in a beautiful natural area that already had trees without this little fruitcake showing up with his Hyundai. (laughs) He robbed an urban area of a he potential did. tree. You know what he did? He caused somebody tree inequity. That's right. And what to take his tree out to the natural site. And what he doesn't know is three minutes after he left, Peter Cottontail hopped up and ate that tree. That's right. <laughs> that tree got leaves. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. You don't need to have this kind of BS in the, in your heart when you go to get a Volkswagen. No, they would you not. Know, they would that. haul the Volkswagen Atlas would haul a forest, mm-hmm. but you don't need to haul a forest around. If people want trees, they're on their own. They can they can plant them. And I'm talking about countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood, 
corner of Highway 36 and 61, the oldest VW dealership in Minnesota, until I'm corrected empirically. And this Robert Klo up in uh, St. Cloud, he says, no, Joe, once again, you've got it wrong. Uh-oh. Ike Motors in St. Cloud starting, started selling VWs in 1960. We'd have to find the exact day and month to settle this dispute with your erroneous contention that a Metro dealer was first. Hey, pal, my old man didn't drive up to St. Cloud to get his Volkswagen. <laughs> he got it from Schmelz. My first car was a black 1961, uh, a 61 black VW with a heater that put air from cooling the engine into the cabin. Uh, he had a number of VWs, and uh, thank you. He then went to a Dodge uh, Polara. Uh, Is this part of the ad? No, I'm just reading this guy's email. Yeah, it's part of the ad for Schmel's Countryside. <clears throat> Multi-generational, their only store. Has been for years. It's where I shop, and I will continue to. The family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock and arriving daily. The Taos, the Tiguan, the uh, family size seven-passenger Atlas with that 5,000-pound towing capability, the all-electric Volkswagen ID4 SUV named the 2021 World Car of the Year, Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood, new inventory arriving daily, Volkswagen SUVs in stock. Find out for yourself at SchmelzVW.com. Hey, Ruck. Wait till we find out it was a Volkswagen commercial. No, I think I think it's Hyundai. They are part of a partnership Hyundai. with One Tree Planted, a nonprofit organization that focuses on global reforestation. You got so, to share that when we come back. I, I will. Yep, I will. Oh, I re- I mean, I was sitting well, there. When we come back, let's go to John. Sure. It aired a couple of times. I'm thinking, what the F does this have to do with buying a car? Yep. I have not seen it. You didn't watch any baseball yesterday, Johnny? I did, but I uh, with uh, Uzu, I don't get the, oh, the commercials. Yeah. I get a, watch that illegal bootlegged baseball. That's, that's not illegal. Rookie, ready for Red Man? Um, um, no, I'm not. Oh, it's okay. I'll give me time to edit. Just give me a job. Super job. I gotta grab my copy. Oh, wait, that's right. That was the beginning of Bill's song. It was just a little, a little low. How does it sound? <clears throat> yeah, I think we've met that guy, Bruce. He's pretty funny. He's like, I love you, but you play that song because it's an earworm. And he goes, you play that again. I'm going to come down there and break both your legs. I'm not going to. I'm not going to play it. Ready when you are, and even when you're not, that's Betty Crocker ready to spread frosting. Mmm, incredible. Mmm, incredible. But what's so incredible? It's ready when you are, and when you're not. How do you know? Wow. freaking Betty Crocker. That was amazing. That was, yeah. It's stuck up here. It's stuck up here. Can you name the 87 counties? (laughs) (laughs) How about that? You think they would have had more? You know what? They're not as big as us. Nope. Well, they might be. Can you recite the Gettysburg Address? Four score Four and seven, seven years, years ago. ago, our forefathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation. You just had that up and you're Keep reading going. it. I don't know conceived the rest. Under, conceived under liberty? No. Conceived under liberty? Conceived under tree equity program. And I used to know it, but uh, I don't know yeah. anymore. 
was conceived under the headlights of a Buick, I think. How about, I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree, a tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast. Thank you. Two roads diverged in the yellow Joyce wood. And being a traveler long, I stood and watched to where it bent in the own growth. You already did. doesn't rhyme. No. It doesn't rhyme. Who was that? Robert Fleming? Frost. Frost. Robert Fleming. That's his brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M. You know what? L-K-J. floor season? Doing the alphabet backwards. H. I'm rolling. G. It's backwards alphabet season. F-E-D-C-B-A. Could you please blow into this, sir? You guys be quiet so Ricky can tell us about Redmond's flooring. I love Redmond's flooring. Redmond's flooring and design. They're not only going to put that carpet down or that tile, they're going to put a design plan together with you if you're not sure what you... There's so many choices these days. Go to their website, redmonds.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. There you'll find the phone number. You'll see how for the last 50 years they have been serving all places around the metro area, and they love the fact that garage garage logicians are calling them to find out what their options are. Request an appointment online. Estimates are always free, and this doesn't happen overnight. Don't don't go with the overnight, guys. Go with the tried and true. 50 years, they're going to put a plan together. You'll pick out whatever carpet, hardwood, tile, vinyl you want. They work with Mohawk, the biggest name in flooring. You are not going to be disappointed when you use Redmond's Flooring and Design. Website, poke around, see all the reviews, tell them that the Rook sent you. Uh, Mike and the whole crew over there do a great job, but they're not going to call you. You call them, 763-316-3332. Redmond's Flooring and Design in Anoka for the last 50 years should be your choice for replacing your kitchen or your living room or your basement carpet, whatever the case may be, call Redmond's today. Thank you. Word up. Uh, let me just do this. I got a little peanut butter and banana in my bathroom shag. Could they take care of that? <laughs> Hi, Mr. Miller. What's up, dude? Oh, I just. What do you uh, need? It's on a laminate right. tag somewhere. Hi, Jim. <laughs> How you doing, Joe? I got Tell me you love that story. I love that story. Okay, oh. go. Here, wait. Show the town council, Rich. Look right at that camera right there. Okay. No, no. Come over here so they can see your face. Uh, Lean down by me. Lean down by me. Say hi to Jim. More, more, more. more. Hi, Jim. Uh, Town council, this is Rich, who worked diligently to save Joe's column. Was that about a year ago? Spent three hours working on it and finally saved it. And Joe goes, Jim, thanks so much for all your help. Rich just uh, you're, you're yeah. Joe and yeah. walked away and has been a listener of the show for what 45 years? Worked, worked with Joe forever. You yeah, know, I, I got it. He's, you know, he got, got it. it. I got it. What so you need the password? What yeah. Do you, need? Okay. I think you got it, right? Oh. I got a new MacBook and a brand new printer for you. Joe's All right. busting out the computer <sighs> Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's on that table in here. Everybody's leaving. My Xbox recorder doesn't work. It's what I use to record MinDot video. It's driving me crazy. What are we doing? I'm trying to get Rich. We're not going to install it right now. No, it's got to have Rich. Delve into this. I told him to do it now because we were doing the show. I got it. That way you can use it after the show. No, I'm, I'm. 
You got a thing. You got, you got a lot in your mind. Good thing. Good thing. It was underneath the stack and stuff. It's going to be nice out today, huh? That worked. Pretty And tomorrow. Yeah. And the day Great after. And the day after. Around trip down to Minneapolis and back. Joe's getting a new pewter. No. Under five hours. That's awesome. Yuck. That does not sound like fun, Kenny. All right. Um, can Rich, uh, you can do it all. Never mind. What do you need? I thought I had favorites saved to that, but I really don't. And you can send a second bullet through the first hole. What? <laughs> you toss a quarter up in the air, you shoot a hole through it, toss it up again, shoot right through the first hole. That's called gun control. Does anyone what are we doing here? That's what uh, Elvin York did in uh, the Sergeant York movie. Remember that? The shooting contest where you win a turkey? Who's got something? Kenny does. Time. Are you done with your ad? I'm done. I Let's go. Every Kenny. time it comes on Moon the floor. 960, Redmond's Flooring and Design. Let's go. I am trolling. <clears throat> it's the end of the world as we know it. It's an old one. I'm going to come right through this computer. No, it's not a new one. You already broke your promise. I, I played the new ones that Dylan sent. Play more new ones. I want new oldies. New Moon oldies. Motorsports has <laughs> brands for the kiddos. They're up in Monticello with an amazing selection of U-sized ATVs, side-by-sides, bikes. You can see them all if you hop on the website, moonmotorsports.com. A lot of opportunities for riding around this state. That's from south uh, southeastern Minnesota. Uh, North Shore, Iron Range, uh, even as close as, uh, what is that, uh, that uh, off of Highway 70 and uh, 35W. Anyway, uh, yeah, you get the point. A lot of places to go riding. And I bring that up because that's where you should be bringing your family. You don't have to have that kid turn, uh, turn laps around the house at the lake or in your backyard. You can actually get out with the entire family and enjoy some trail riding and a brand new ATV for Christmas. Oh my goodness, you'll be their hero for life. If you need to store that bike away for the winter, be it youth size or adult size, get a hold of Moon Motorsports. They've been doing it for years. They can help you out. KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, Triumph, BMW, Yamaha, Ducati, Honda, Skidoo, they've got them all. And the Grand Moon Motorsports Cathedral is right there up in Monticello, south side of 94, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Dave Bliss, writing from Lisbon, Portugal, our resident philosopher, says, Yesterday on the podcast, you talked about why people cross the street on their walks. Mm -hmm. I have an answer to this question. It is the same answer to a lot of questions, like why do people hunt? Why do people own snowmobiles? Why do people dress like that? The answer is America's a free country. Mind your own business. Once I get off my lawn. Uh, Take that. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, I did a little research on your commercial that you guys saw, your car commercial. Uh, I have not seen the commercial, but I believe you uh, people are correct. It is Hyundai because I have a news story. April 25th, Dateline, San Francisco. Hyundai Motor America today announced a partnership with... One Tree Planted, there a non- nonprofit organization that focuses on global reforestation. Hyundai's donation will assist in the planting of 150,000 trees across the country throughout the year 2022. And according to this story, it all started back at Golden Gate Park in San Francisco with the planting of a tree on April 23rd. 
So, and that uh, birthday, birthday. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, it is Hyundai. Well, this moron in the Hyundai, he goes and plants a tree in a forest. <laughs> but my favorite part is when he stops at the cafe well, and has a little water. tree on the yeah. table. Oh, he's yeah. waiting for his meal and he's going to yeah. give it a little water. He's so uh, sensitive. Hyundai has committed to a fully electrified vehicle lineup by 2040 and plan to have 1 million electric vehicles on roads, Hyundais, by 2025. <sighs> Wait, you said fully, so they're not even going to produce any? After 2040, correct, yeah, after 2040. Uh, They plan to have 23 different eco-friendly vehicles by 2020. And if you have a Hyundai in the Twin Cities, it's the most carjacked vehicle. You know why? Because you can start them. Yeah. Hyundai. It's tough to start a Volkswagen without without being the owner. You got to be there, you know? That's it. (laughs) 25 years in radio. Uh, 25 years ago, excuse me, in radio, and uh, I had to do an ad for Hyundai. I didn't know how to say it. So I was told it rhymes with Monday. So Yeah, I was go. told Sunday. Oh. Wow. Well, By the same, same guy? guy? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I Monday was told like to sh- Sunday. Shut the hell up with the boring stuff and get on with you. That's life. what I wish we'd do. <laughs> in the news at Minneapolis St. <laughs> Paul International Airport, Officials are having a busy day as families leave town as part of the MEA weekend. The Metropolitan Airports Commission anticipates more than 36,000 passengers will take to the skies out of MSP today. MSP and the airline said they're boosting staff to accommodate the high demand, especially in the ticketing lobby, to help things run smoothly. Uh, If you're traveling, experts recommend you arrive about two hours early for your flight. But if you're flying out of the country, make it three hours. What is this scam, MEA? What a bunch of BS. What are they doing? This is the first first MEA weekend that I haven't taken off since I was in elementary school. Ooh. I've never taken one one off. My favorite, though, is when they still had MEA weekend when we were distance learning and everyone checked in via Zoom. That was my favorite scam of MEA. Well, do teachers still have meetings and stuff? Yeah, don't they do it at the convention center? They used to. I bet they don't. Uh, The teacher that I'm familiar with, uh, chimed in at about eight o'clock with her mother, and she was still in bed. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I don't. She might not make that conference right. today. Got I think. it. Yeah. Eden Prairie Police shared several safety tips after several car thefts and break-ins the past few days. Police said there have been five reports of stolen cars since Sunday. Eighteen reported car break-ins. Uh, it's not hard to figure out why if you've seen this news story. In all five cases of car theft, the vehicles were parked in driveways or open garages, the car doors were unlocked, and the keys were inside. I think a good tip there would be don't leave the keys in and your car unlocked. I think that's a good Copy. tip. Who Why are the people that are still doing what, what? What's the matter with you? Well, apparently, there's a few from the sounds of this. Uh, people, police also say most of the cars that were broken into of the 18 were unlocked. Uh, they are asking residents to be alert in that area. Call 911 to report any suspicious activity. What area is this, John? Eden Prairie. I see. Maryland will review about 100 autopsies of people who died in police custody involving physical restraint because of concerns about the state's former medical examiner's testimony in the death of George Floyd. A team of forensic pathologists and behavioral scientists narrowed down the scope of the in-depth review after looking at about 1,300 autopsies conducted during the tenure of Dr. David Fowler, who testified for the defense at the 2021 murder trial of Derek Chauvin. After Chauvin's conviction in Floyd's killing, medical experts raised concerns about the work of the Office of Chief Medical Examiner in Maryland. 400 such experts signed a letter to Attorney General Brian Frosch asserting that 
Fowler's testimony deviated from standard medical practices in assessing cause of death and classifying the manner of Floyd's death as undetermined rather than homicide. The letter called for an investigation to determine whether the office's in-custody death determination under Fowler's leadership exhibited any pro-law enforcement bias or failed to show appropriate practices and protocols. Fowler was Maryland's chief medical examiner from 2002 to 2019. With pandemic relief grants running out and enrollment falling faster than expected, the Minnesota State College and University System is getting ready for its largest ever state funding request for the upcoming biennium. The system wants a $350 million increase in state support to pay for a tuition freeze, increased student services and financial aid, job training improvements, and increased core funding for the 26 colleges and seven universities. Why? The uh, people are, uh, the, uh, 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 yes, uh, enrollment <laughs> yes. is declining. That's true. Yes, very much so. Chancellor Devinder Mahotra said he's proposing such a, quote, bold and aggressive request, not because he wants a piece of the big, huge budget surplus, but so that the system's campuses can continue to support the state's economy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Praying again, are you? System leaders said Wednesday the enrollment, which is on a decade-long losing streak, looks to be down another 3.8% this year. Uh, They had budgeted around a 2.2% decrease. Minnesota State's budget this year is $2.12 billion with a B. The largest revenue sources are the state appropriation at $790 million and tuition at $703 million. God, I'd be a tyrant as a governor. You would be. I would not let any of this go. You're supporting the state's economy, Mm -hmm. huh? At the University of Minnesota Morris, there's no accounting professor, but there's 11 professors, so-called professors, of women and gender studies. Extremist Joe Souchere wants to cut funding for education. <laughs> he doesn't like children. And he hates puppies. British Prime- extremist. <laughs> extremist Joe Souchere. British Prime- dangerous. I, just, I love that tactic from the left where, well, we don't agree with him and he's making too many good points, so he must be extreme. Right. Well, that's used on both sides. Yeah, I, 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 I've given up this argument. Sorry, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just being no, quiet. I've not heard in a political ad anyone I, on left being called oh, an extremist. I just heard one this morning. Did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah I think both sides are playing. That I'm game. sorry. You're far behind. Yeah, you're offended. British Prime Minister Liz Truss resigned Thursday, bowing to the inevitable after a tumultuous short-lived term in which her policies triggered turmoil in financial markets and a rebellion in her own party. Wait, did they, she have the job for about five minutes? Uh, 45 days. days. <laughs> we hardly knew ye. Making she a hasty, fully moved in yet. Don't you make, wish it would work that way here, though? No boy. kidding. Yeah. Making a hastily scheduled statement outside her 10 Downing Street office, Truss acknowledged that I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. Hers is the third resignation by a Conservative Prime Minister in as many years and leaves a divided party seeking a leader who can unify its warring factions. Truss, who said she'll remain in office for a few more days while that process unfolds, has been Prime Minister for just 45 days. Just a day earlier, she had vowed to stay in power, saying she was a fighter, not a quitter. But Trust couldn't hold on any longer after a senior minister quit her government with a barrage of criticism and a vote in the House of Commons descended into chaos and acrimony just days after she was forced to abandon many of her economic policies. 
Former President Trump signed and filed court documents that he knew contained false information as part of his scheme to overturn his loss in the election, according to a federal judge. An 18-page order from U.S. District Judge David Carter yesterday from the Central District of California ordered conservative attorney John Eastman to turn over some emails he had written advising Trump and his presidential campaign to the House Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. It'll never end. The judge wrote the emails show that President Trump knew that the specific numbers of voter fraud were wrong, but he continued to tout those numbers both in court and to the public. This court finds that these emails are sufficiently related to and in furtherance of a conspiracy to defraud the United States. I saw Pence asked if Trump uh, runs again, would you vote for him? And Pence didn't have the balls to say, hell no. He said, well, I'd much prefer if it was somebody else. I'd prefer if it was somebody Why else. Why don't you people stand up to this moron? Get a backbone, and then maybe you'll go, God hey. almighty, we're just surrounded by morons. Meanwhile. You feel like that every day when I'm here. <laughs> 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 Can't eat our laughing like hyenas, even though he's talking about us. I love that. Meanwhile, the former president did answer questions under oath yesterday in a lawsuit filed by E. Jean Carroll. She's the columnist who says the Republican former president raped her in the mid-1990s in a department store dressing room. The ex-president's deposition gave Carroll's lawyers a chance to interrogate former president about the assault allegations, as well as statements he made in 2019 when she told her story publicly for the first time. Trump's legal team worked for years to delay the deposition in the lawsuit, which was filed when he was still president. Federal judge last week rejected Trump's request for another delay, saying he couldn't, quote, run the clock out on the plaintiff's attempt to gain a remedy for what allegedly was a serious wrong. What's his legal team down to? About three guys from St. Croix Falls? <laughs> what, 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 who's he even got? He never know. pays them. He screws them all. Lies the one, to them. The one guy that he had for uh, the TV, what was his TV show called? I don't know. Uh, the Apprentice? The Apprentice. Uh, he had the old guy was with him for many, many years. I forget what his name is. I'm going to have to find out yeah. if he still works for him. A mystery, an Emmy Award-winning ABC News journalist who broke several high-profile national security and terrorism-related stories has gone missing since the FBI reportedly seized classified information from his laptop during a raid on his Virginia home. 52-year-old James Gordon Meek, investigative reporter and producer of Hulu's acclaimed documentary, 3212 Unredacted has not been seen in public since heavily armed federal agents raided his penthouse in April. Rolling Stone magazine, citing sources familiar with the matter, said the federal agents found classified information on Meek's laptop computer. Meek's attorney said Mr. Meek is unaware of what allegations anonymous sources are making. If such documents exist as claimed, this would be within the scope of his long career as an investigative journalist. It's unclear which news story prompted the federal government to set its sights on Meek, whose groundbreaking reporting on the 2017 Pentagon cover-up of the deaths of U.S. servicemen in Niger served as the basis for the Hulu documentary. His whereabouts are unknown. Before working for ABC News, he also covered national security for the New York Daily News. The New York Post sought comment from ABC and the FBI. Everyone has declined any comment. A group of nine scientists have glued themselves to the floor of Volkswagen's Autostadt facility in Germany to protest climate change. Wait uh, a minute, wait. 
Well, unfortunately for members of the Scientific Rebellion Activist Group, when it came time to close up for the night, BW locked the doors and switched off the lights and the heating, leaving the men glued to the floor. Oh, they left them in there! Good. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> fantastic. According wow. to the protesters, the car maker supported their right to protest, but neglected to give them anything, including a bowl to go to the bathroom in Good. while they were glued. As well as gluing themselves to the floor in the showroom, which sits next to the Volkswagen factory in Wolfsburg, some of the activists are undergoing a hunger strike. Their demands are that the German government move to decarbonize its transport sector in a bid to help fight climate change. They also say that VW, one of the country's largest car makers, should do its part in the fight against pollution. One of the glued activists is Gianluca Grimalda. He went to Twitter and said there's a real link between CO2 emissions and rising global temps. Decarbonization is important and it must happen as fast as possible. He also relayed the conditions the protesters are facing. He said, we can't order food. We must eat the stuff provided by Volkswagen. The lights are off. Random unannounced checks by security guards with bright torches. In recent years, Volkswagen has pushed heavily into electric cars and last year was the top selling maker of EVs in Europe. I wouldn't reopen the store. I just let them let them sit there. Let them sit there. Yeah. Nice long weekend. Yeah. You're right. Give all the employees <laughs> Friday off. I don't mind you stealing bread. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. wow. That From the mouth of the Deccan. God, I love that song. George Ross was the lawyer for the Trump team. I do not believe he's still active. In Michigan, local school officials are upset after a video surfaced on social media with their gymnasium as the background for a sexually explicit musical performance last weekend. Matt Pitters is a 1998 graduate of Mount Clemens High School, and he said, I was appalled. The performance by local rapper O.T. Rell and a dancer was recorded inside the gym at Mount Clemens High School. Pitters was one of the people stunned when they saw the performance going around on social media. He said, the club promoters, I don't fault them. It's the fault of, you know, our school leaders. Quentin Hines runs Rivals Recruiting Worldwide, which he says is a nonprofit. He was the promoter behind the event that he says featured 20 artists, including O.T. Rell. He says he rented out the school gym for $2,000 and that he takes full responsibility for what happened. Hines standing apricots? Yeah, there was, there was dancing going on. It was perhaps... Seductive uh, dancing? Oh, Yeah, that's a good way to put it. O.T. Rell. He said he was appalled, but he couldn't look away. Artist O.T. Rell said they knew that the stripper was coming because I said it numerous times. Uh, Pitters said he was upset. There was no interruption from anybody at the school during the entire performance. He said, I would expect that even if the facilities were in use from a third party, there would be some rep from the school that was monitoring what was going on. Superintendent Monique Beale said she was appalled and disgusted after finding out what happened at the school gym. She said, and I just hurt for our schools and our community and our kids that something like this would have occurred here. She said the application was for a charity event. It was to be a Sweetest Day musical event and talent show. That's what we were told beforehand. Look what it, I can do. My favorite OT yeah, but they, they, they think nothing of these drag queen performances. That's okay, I guess. Can't Joe, what's your favorite <laughs> OT Rell song? Mine is either Real Talk, Respect, a letter to Nanny or Ride Widom, W-I-T. I like Ride Widom. Ride real Widom. spelled. Yeah. Uh, it's conventionally spelled. Oh, R-E-A-L. R-E-A-L okay. talk. That's probably my favorite. I thought it was a former NFL player who brought in the stripper, but it's a rapper. Freddie Smoot? You're thinking of the love boat. Oh. You're thinking of Freddie Smoot. 
I was just playing dice. He was very busy. <laughs> All I remember about that is what was wrong with our hookers? Why'd they have to go right. to Atlanta? <laughs> Can't you employ local talent? <laughs> yeah, where do you find them? They're out there. They've so, seen it all. Yeah, you can get them. Uh, library systems are having a problem, apparently, with uh, threats. In September, library systems in Hawaii, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Tennessee, Massachusetts, and two other states were forced to close temporarily after getting shooting and bomb threats. While the threats were ultimately determined to be non-credible, the unusual pattern of incidents has left library workers reconsidering their safety on the job and wondering how to respond in the future. The threats are coming at a time when libraries have become an unwitting political battleground from book bans to anti-LGBTQ harassment by far-right groups. The American Library Association has asked FBI Director Christopher Wray to investigate whether there's any connection between all these recent threats. Responses to the threats have varied widely from closing facilities and alerting the public to maintaining normal operations, but letting all staff know about it, but only days later. Some library workers worry there seems to be little or no consensus on how libraries should handle the supposed threats. Lisa Palaya Lozada is the president of the ALA and assistant manager for adult services at the Palos Altos, uh, Palos Verdes, excuse me, library district in California. She says the ALA doesn't have any specific guidance on how a library should handle these types of threats, and she doesn't know if they'll ever come up with any. Special teams of divers searching the Allegheny River have found 100 cars. Hmm. Adventures with Purpose and Chaos divers found one body last weekend in the Allegheny River, that of 54-year-old Todd Domino, but the search isn't over. Doug Bishop is lead diver. He said on Friday, we discovered over 100 vehicles here underwater. They're not sure how that many cars ended up there, but they have some suspicions. That's in Pittsburgh, right? Isn't it Allegheny? That's right. Okay. Yep. Organized crime from over the years of car dumping and so forth can really be the only thing that can explain this, according to Bishop. Really? Now they're, go they're going through each one looking for leads. Bishop said with VIN, you're not supposed to say VIN numbers, but that's what he said. With VIN, well, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah, License no, that actually works there. With VIN, with vehicle identification numbers. That's well, what he just Vehicle said. identification number numbers. That's what he said. He didn't put numbers after. See, I didn't want yeah. to put numbers after it. Right. See, I'm, just, that's yeah, I'm confirming that he was right. I bet you Derek could no, get he was, he was wrong. I hate to belabor the point here, but he was wrong because he said with VIN numbers. See, yeah. so that would be. Right. Who yeah, was incorrect? Number numbers. Said it was correct. Who is VIN? Yeah, I'm wrapping this up. No. <laughs> with those numbers, license plates, make and model identifiers and so forth, we'll process all of this with the Pittsburgh Police Department, cold case detectives, and so forth to make sure we know exactly what it is we're dealing with. I think our VIN conversation chased Kenny away. Where'd he go? The no, divers away. The <laughs> divers originally came looking for a missing person. Uh, and uh, they found the other guy, and uh, yeah, they're trying to figure out what's Thanks, going yeah, on. There you go. That's the end of that story. Yeah, so there, it all, there it all cleans up in the end, there right? It go. all works that's, out. Come on, 100 cars, 100, 100 vehicles. Who's Ben? Copy. <laughs> Can you have to go to the bathroom? Probably. Mm. That's an emergency. He warned us the other day, friends. This is Larry King for emergency. <laughs> emergency. <laughs> Okay, then. Why is Kenny the only guy who has a finely appointed office? Well, we're all here. 
I'm not. No, but he's got his own deal. Yeah. He's got the big garage. It's not in his flag. house. He, well, gets this to drive to, he gets to drive to office. No, isn't this one in his house? Because the office so. burned, right? Didn't it? I don't know. Seriously, didn't it? Yes. I'm too this afraid to ask house. him about it. I'm going to ask him when he comes back okay. just to see if he gets fed I up guarantee you're going to get the Kenny he, eye he, roll. He's, uh, he's in a foul. Oh, there he is. Hey. Hey, 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 hey Kenny. Now. Kenny, can you hear us? Yeah. You have toilet paper on where, you. Where, where are you at right now? I'm minding my own business. You <laughs> I told you. What did I say about asking? <laughs> Chris wins. Well, we were just saying, you're the only one that has his own office. You get to drive to office. Yeah. And smoke cheap-ass cigars. <laughs> what is that? A, a uh, gas station. Uh, what is it? The, what are your sweets? Uh, white owls? Yeah, white owls. White owls. They white have owls. Plastic oh tip. That's what my dad used to smoke. No. Yeah. Did he inhale? Yeah, you I don't know. know. He wasn't uh, wasn't really a big cigarette. We haven't smoker. had a good Bob story in a while. Bob was fun at the wedding. Was yeah. he? Was he yeah. dancing? Uh, he did. Uh, the walker was moving. <laughs> he had a good time. That's yeah, Bob awesome. had a good time. The, uh, who has ads left? Um, actually, Jiffany. We're done. Okay, let's go here. I need. I got a, an email I, for Kenny. Okay, I just need a second. No. <sighs> No, oh, no, you're you don't. You're no, 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 I won't. Kind of. Well, I'm reading it anyway, so <laughs> I don't care well, if you I'm like not, it or don't. Oh, like. I'm not. I'm not playing along this. It's time. from Tina. Johnny, your starts next week. Did we already talk about this? Uh, yeah, I got to meet with him tomorrow. Apparently, oh, Tina okay. used to be Tim. No, I saw Tina your. Um, to be I Tim. saw your walls ad. Finally, I had not seen it before. Which one? The one where. Rook, that's my grocery store and my park. Next time it comes on, I, I keep forgetting. I'll bet you, because it's from the other side of the park, if I hit pause and back it up, I bet I can see my house in the background. Hmm. Huh. Which, which grocery store was it again? Everett's. Everett's. Hell of a meat market. Unbelievably the show, good meat market. someone that I really, really like. Is that what he said? That's what he said. Yeah, I said I'm going to vote for Walls because she of that. Because her, she's Jesus. a big girl. God. No, she's a normal human being, oh. you jackass. Also, oh, can a big wow. girl be? $10 a month, $100 no. a year. You got it. Feel free to cancel this guy anytime you want. <laughs> no. I, I, I don't endorse um, that sentiment. I will, I will sign not. that petition. I the will bigger sign one? That. No. Okay, can we um well hit the music then? Let's do this and make it a new one this time. Yeah. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see what I can do. One we haven't heard yet. All right. Are you pleasant human beings ready? Yeah. This is one that's like going out to the folks. Okay, hold on. That's well, not true. spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Oh Joe Suchere. All right. No, here. that that one two two ago with the drum. It started with the drums. What was that one? I think it was uh, this one. Oh, this is nice. This has got a really cool chord change, but it takes a while to get into. Now you can hit your. This was this was the first one I yesterday. First new I'm not one. Hitting the liner. Oh, here's a man. Everyone? Chris keeps He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Joe Suchere. Right here, Thank you, Chris. Right here, maybe? T 
Tina writes regarding man vision. I am sitting here at work listening to Tuesday's podcast, and Kenny just mentioned not being able to find anything in the refrigerator. Yeah. In my house, we call that man vision. My husband and son have the same problem. You may have to bend over and move a few things around, but it's in there. It started many years ago when I was out for an evening and my husband was on his own for supper. He was going to make a he was going to make spam burgers for himself. Oh. Miracle Whip is required for this. It cannot be mayo. When I arrived home that evening, my husband was a little perturbed because we didn't have any Miracle Whip, so he was unable to make his beloved spam burger. She's got to get it together here. I opened the refrigerator, <laughs> bent down and moved one or two items, and lo and behold, an almost no. full jar of Miracle she was, Whip. She was hiding it. You the don't ter- hide it from us. The term man vision was born. Here is the recipe for Kenny, since it includes two of his favorite foods, Spam and Velveeta. Take a hamburger bun and smear it with Miracle Whip, then add a slice of Spam, a slice of Velveeta. It has to be sliced from the block of Velveeta, hmm, right. not the individually wrapped stuff. Right. Put the top on the bun, uh, wrap it in foil, and heat it in the oven at 350 for about 25 minutes. Oh, that's brilliant. I think we usually get about eight Spam burgers from one can of Spam. It's like a hot really? ham and cheese sandwich on oh. steroids. Enjoy. Thanks, as no. always, for the show. Sincerely, Tina Lockler. Hmm. What's great about both Spam and Velveeta, you can use a butter knife to cut it. Oh, that's a that's good true. Point. It can. Um, and by the way, olive oil Miracle Whip, severely underrated. Olive oil. <laughs> Stacy, the GL mm-hmm. geologist, weighs in. We got a 6.8 south of Panama. Q Panama! Van Halen. Q Van Halen, see? Panama. That's a, that's a pretty good shaker. And uh, Scott Matura writes regarding the low Mississippi River. He's out in Montana. We're drought heavy in the Mississippi. Listening to yesterday's podcast, and you discussed the current water levels of the Big Muddy, and I feel compelled to Big chime muddy. in on any discussion regarding the Mysterian regard as climate, what Mysterians regard as climate change. I spent three years in Austin, Texas. My drive to work took me west through hill country over the Pendernales River, an offshoot of the Colorado River and Lake Travis. I remember the first time I crossed the bridge and looked down to see a dry riverbed. It was late May and not a drop of water. Dock sitting empty and lush weeds covered what should be a river bottom. I asked when there should be water in the river, and the locals said, well, right now, been dry for two years. When I lived there, Hill Country was in the midst of a serious drought uh, in 2011 to 2014. We would spend most Sundays on our friend's boat on Lake Travis. And in the years I lived there, the lake, which is a hydraulic Uh, I'm sorry, a hydroelectric reservoir is about 33 miles long and a little over 200 feet deep on average. It dropped from 28 feet low to 58 feet low. The boat ramp in front of the bar and restaurant was a steep decline, and it felt like we were descending a canyon to get to the boat. Many locals had serious concerns about the water level, except for people who were over the age of 75. When you talk to them, they all said the same thing. It always comes back. We saw this in the 50s. Hmm. I went back to visit just 18 months later. When I told my friends I couldn't wait to get back on the boat, they said, wait till you see the lake. In just 18 months, not only was the 33-mile-long lake up the 50 feet, eight, 58 feet it was down, but it was about 9 feet higher. What was a long walk down the boat ramps into dry limestone nothingness was now a walk up the boat ramp. Water was lapping at the deck of our watering hole. 
Okay, there must have been a lakeside place there, huh? In just 18 months, a 33-mile-long, 200-foot-deep lake had filled with what eventually would be a total of 70 feet. And they said at one point they had so much rain to the northwest that the lake was rising about six inches an hour. We crossed the same bridge over the Pendernales River, and it was full, flowing, and beautiful. On a side note, former President LBJ dammed and redirected the Pendernales for his personal ranch after leaving office, forever changing the local landscape and relationship with his fellow countrymen. But after all, he was a Mysterian, pushing back with the ebb and flow of nature, Scott Matura. Huh. Well, we said that yesterday. The Mississippi River was at a record low in 1988. What's hap- What happened? It came, came back. back. Yeah. And, you know, do you know how much money that was for the former president to do that? I don't. Over a billion, 200, a trillion, 200 billion dollars. Not so much. That's a lot of yeah, money, $420. Yeah. Only because they come to us all the way from Marlis Park and wow. Pumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling linemen's uh, at WorldwideWaftage.com. It's on this day in history. Joe, today is October 20th. On this day in 1818, the northern boundary of the U.S. was set at 49th, at the 49th parallel of latitude, extending from Lake of the Woods to the Rocky Mountains. On this day in 1849, the Minnesota Historical Society was incorporated by an act of the territorial legislature, and Alexander Ramsey was elected as first president. Imagine that. In 1849, they already had a history society. On this day in 1896, October 20th, you're jumping ahead about 50 years, okay? Daily Mail, the Daily Mail, Daily Mail delivery began in Cannon City. I knew that because in Cannon City they have a plaque. Really? Yeah, because it's just outside of Dundas, right? Isn't on this day in 1937, the brothel of St. Paul's most famous madam, Nina Clifford was demolished after 50 years of business at 147 Washington Street. That'd be right next to uh, where the Minnesota Club is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. There were thought to be tunnels mm. from the Minnesota Club yes, of course. to the brothel. <laughs> On this day in 1995, day today, October 20th. the movie Mall Rats opened. Yes! Filmed at the Eden Prairie Mall and directed by independent film sensation Kevin Smith, the movie flopped in theaters, but developed a cult oh, following. Yeah. Big time. I never saw it. What it's pretty it good. Mall rats? Mall rats. It's pretty Mall good. It's, it's pretty fun. Is that about the security guy? No, no. you're thinking of no. uh, Mall Cop. Shannon Doherty? Uh, uh, yes. Silent Bob. Silent Bob. In. And so oh. is uh, Jason um, uh, Priestley. No. no. The guy that was in My, My Name is Earl. Earl. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jason Lee. Lee. Jason Lee. Thank you, Jason Lee. Thank you, GLers. Uh, a bit of a breaking news item, John. I can't believe you didn't have this in your newscast. Huh. Uh, apparently, Sting has been kidnapped, and the police have no lead. <laughs> I, I saw that over it. last weekend. I don't Sting, get it. Sting has Sting been kidnapped, kidnapped, Joe, kidnapped, and the, kidnapped, the police have Joe. no lead. And the police have no lead. He's the a bass player. But yeah, well, he was also the lead singer, though, and wrote most of the stuff. Sting has been kidnapped, and the police oh have God. no lead. <clears throat> oh, the band, the police. Oh, I see. Oh, man. Let's go, <laughs> go read Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Wow. You know how bad that joke was? It Kenny was so just said, bad. see you later. Yeah. Kenny's gone. I don't blame him. 
That was pathetic. Well, I saw that last weekend on Twitter. I thought it was very funny, but I, I never would have brought it to the okay. air. I just I just saw it right now. That's why I thought it was pretty I love funny. that. Please have no lead. Get it? Because like delay joke. he used to be they spell before lead? he had like a solo career. He was in the band called the Police, <laughs> making arrests. I'm sorry, G. Ellers. Making that arrests. Was not a, he had uh, a gun and like handcuffs and right? stuff. And really? I from the police, and I love to sing. <laughs> so I'm gonna arrest you. Now. I know Chris and I. A lot of times we don't agree on some stuff, but yeah, we we agree oh, on that one. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I Got like it. it. How about YouTube? I mean, have up? you subscribed? What's have you subscribed up? to YouTube yet? The Garage Logic page? A lot of fun stuff to check out. Check out PodMN on your smartphone. That's how we close out the podcast each and every day. Telling you to do extra stuff. Come on, keep doing our homework. Provide us with information so that we can have a great, great podcast. My heart really wasn't in that uh, wrap-up, was it? No, it really wasn't. Woody's heart was in the whole goddamn show. Oh, we had a fantastic no broadcast. Thank you enough for the time on this Wait, one. Wait, can we call it a broadcast? Still? No, it's Hell a yeah. podcast. That's podcast. Right. Um, hold on. Let me <clears> grab this. Johnny, will you send me news stories, please? Yes, sir. Thanks for reminding. Post the show. Yes, sir. The governor's deer hunting opener. Just need a minute here, bro. Oh, you're hitting them today, aren't you? I was going to, but now I'm not. Why? I guess I got to write. Oh. Right later. No, I hate when work gets in the way of things. <laughs> Inconvenience. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, okay, I need to take this with me. You better take this now. I got to take and go. Take and go. Oh, yeah. Shoot, I didn't plug in that promo. I'll do it tomorrow. That's fine. Um, okay, let's have some fun. Was not the Joey D staple? Yes. Was it before or after the show? Uh, my God, today's Thursday already. Uh, forget the deer hunting thing. I'm ready for you whenever you are. More gardens in green space. Apparently prolong life, period. Is green space one word? Yep. No. No, no, green. Okay, more gardens and green space. Apparently, prolong life. Period. Prolong is one word. Apparently, prolong life. Period. I guess we're supposed to be guilty of something. Period. Okay. The uh, the uh, a 50th defendant was arrested in the uh, feeding our future scandal. Feeding our future food scandal. Okay. Period. The those fraudsters were really stupid. Okay. Uh, Nothing on the deer opener? Okay. (laughs) So many deer in the Twin Cities. How many deer are there? That the governor will hold his deer deer hunting opener in the metro. 
will host the or his opener? The. Okay. Okay, read, read me that one back. I Well, what I put was, so many deer in the Twin Cities that the governor will host the opener in Maple Grove. Or should I put the Twin Cities? Read me the sentence again. So many deer in the Twin Cities that the governor will host the opener in, in the Metro. In the Metro. All right. John Height News. Johnny Height with Guitar News. What time's the ball game today? Tonight. 637. 637? Go Houston. Yeah. I you, you know, bastard. I'm gonna watch every second of it, but it's I don't know who to root for. I don't either. I and hate both of them. I do root for San Diego. Oh god, yes. I don't know why. How much fun would it have been to be on one of those rooftops overlooking the ballpark? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. I kind of like both teams in the National League, though. I don't like the Phillies. I don't like Bryce Harper. Really? I got, I got See, I've, weird, I've always loved Bryce Harper. So I got weird rules for my... I know, I got weird rules. Joe, you're correct. O.T. Rell is a former football player. Mm-hmm. He was briefly with the Giants. A seventh-round pick. <laughs> Did he have a long career? No, he had no career. No. That's why he's hiring strippers and putting them in schools, high schools. Ah. Why not? Won't hurt the kids. 2011. Yeah. He played 2011 briefly. He had a cup of coffee, as we say in the big league. Exactly. What does that stem from? I've always heard that phrase, and I don't know what, what its origination is. It just means brief. No, I understand the meaning. I just didn't know if it had a significance of the origination. Yes. Was it a stick that they would use to pull off the grocery store shelves? A hook. A hook. Chris, it merely means the player was only in the big leagues long enough to have a cup of coffee, drink it, and then be sent back to the minors. Well, that's... Johnny gave me the definition of... Cup of coffee. That's kind of boring. Well, it seems pretty obvious. I mean, I, I was surprised you yeah, were there long enough, enough to have one cup of coffee. Northern, Didn't I tell you that? I know, but I thought there would be a greater story than that. A northern sports idiom for a short time spent by a minor league player at the major league level. The idea behind the term is that the player was only in the big league long enough to have a cup of coffee before being returned to the Do you minors. know how many guys would have said, I'd take a cup of coffee? Yeah, what no are kidding. some fun coffee cup sayings? Fun. We oh. should do that tomorrow. And Super Bowl commercials. Well, I sorry, sorry, I, sorry, I can't be there. <laughs> All right, I'll see you. See you, GLers. Yeah. See you, Joe. The Thanks, mayor Joe. has left the building. The mayor. <laughs> yeah. Are we? Uh, are we shutting down? In a in a minute. Chris, I just sent you news stories, and in as soon as we uh, shut everything down here, I'll send you my timesheet. Ah. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Timesheet. Oh, yes. oh, that's all I got. I did laugh last week, Chris, because you warned me my check would be late. Yeah. It, it was a day early. Was it really? <laughs> well, I usually get it on Fridays. I got it Thursday. Huh. So. Well, because. Uh, wait, why was that? I one? think it just oh. depends when somebody's in the office, right? I no, think. that was the one where I had to redo both of yours because um, the toner in that stupid printer back here. It's yeah. my fault. I didn't check it. I thought it was going to be good enough, but the descriptions were not uh-huh. visible, legible. What if, I, what if I talk like this? Oh, God, that would be awful. I just put Hell this nah. up to the microphone and talk like this. Yeah, he was up there for a cup of coffee. 
cup of coffee. But he couldn't find any sugar, no cream. Right. Wanted it without sugar. My kids love the Gill voice. Okay. You could just you, say anything you, in it. And it's impossible because I, I fall into it too when I'm talking like the lore or something. It's impossible <laughs> not to. Yeah, that's what we're going to do then. Let's get up there. Hurry yep. up. Lock yep. the door, please. It's we're impossible. Going to, the grocery store. to the point where William is now trying to do the, the Gill voice and it just annoys the, the living hell out of my wife. Ooh. Why, why, why are Isn't it weird this? what annoys women? Like three stooges. Oh, you're still on, by the way, John. Yeah, she no, she's she never listens. So right. Yeah. You know. And she knows. Plus, I tell her, why does this annoy you? <laughs> then she gets madder. But isn't it more the case of like when you and Dill are talking to each other? Isn't it that kind of well, deal? Well, and if I, you know, if I'm acting goofy, you know, like we act <laughs> right. do you any mean, of that stuff. You mean Tuesday? Yes, with exactly. With Maury. She shakes her um, head and walks Maury. away. Uh, well, uh, I was going to ask you something, Rook. What the hell was it? Well, I need to add in a couple of those cuts. Oh, okay. Let me then just get this saved, and then I'll sh- um, sh- shut her down. I'm going to leave in a minute, but first, Chris, I have a baseball question. I'm all ears. Did you see Schwarber's homer on the first game? No, because by the time I got oh. home, I heard it was crushed, but I didn't get home until the top. Ha- what was the beginning? Was it the fifth? Yeah, I don't for the know. for the for the for the dads, I don't know. Didn't, didn't they score five in like the fifth inning? It was no, the, in the that, first game. The first game, the right. one that the Phillies were talking about the nothing. Padres. That's when I got home. Was in the fifth inning of that game, so I didn't see Schwarber's home run. Oh, okay. well, it, that's the two zero game. Don Harper and Schwarber homered. I thought you were talking about yesterday. No, Actually, the first, I, first game. I fell period. asleep. Uh, that would have been Tuesday night. I fell asleep. In about the top of the third, I went, oh, I'm, I'm, I was just exhausted, was, so I went to bed. It was 100, 114 miles an hour and 488 feet, and, and it looked like it was still going up when it landed in the top row. Wow. It was like, whoa. And as soon as he hit it, you knew it, because that sound, and the ball just yeah. flew immediately, and you knew, oh, my God, this is going to be well, a blast. But Did I, you I, watch I, You watched the game yesterday, I assume, right? I didn't see all of it, no. I didn't see all the Yankees either. Because of the way the sun was projecting onto the field, yeah. there were three different times where either I couldn't tell where the ball w- had been hit, or and that Bell guy had no idea the ball was fair, because he was kind of looking up. Oh, really? And, they, yep. and they're like, run! He goes, oh, God, it's down the line. He had no idea where the ball was. It's and it's purely because of the sun. Uh, it was pretty funny. Pretty funny. That's yeah, pretty funny, huh? See, right there, right it's there. I'm funny, turning huh? into Gill. Yeah, pretty funny, huh? <laughs> did you just send me the three stories, Johnny? I did. Okay. It's just you know the fraud story and Trump right. and something else. I don't remember. It was uh the gal that quit. The uh, UK oh, the, gal. The UK gal. What's her name? Yeah. Truss. Truss. All right, I'm going to go now. Why? But you know, I'll be back. You can think it over, baby. Tell me how you're going to act. Oh, sorry. Um, All my brothers. Oh. Yeah. John, uh, hang tight for a second, please. Sure. Surely. Surely. Wait, just let me make sure that this show saves, because this is what takes the longest is for this thing to upload. No problem, Chris. All right. Thank you, Garage Logic Town Counselors. Oh my God, Rook's shirt's off.